Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Tao Light Talk. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And we got a lot of news to get to, so I'm not I'm not even gonna spend much time messing around. <laughs> Do we ever? I mean it's not like we ever <laughs> sit here and chit chat over the news, but <laughs> got plenty of talking to do today, so yeah, yeah, we absolutely do. All right, so let's uh, let's get into it. So first, coming up, Marvel news. Lots of Marvel news here. Um, so Fox is going to be pushing um, some of its mutant agenda. Mutant agenda. <laughs> Throwing that back um, to the nineties. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> so first things first is. We have uh, Tim Miller, uh, the writer-director of Deadpool, the first one, um, is in development for a Kitty Pride movie, a.k.a. <laughs> AKA Shadowcat. Um, why are you laughing? Is this, is this you know, um, I, first of all, I think it's kind of funny. And then I think about those accusations against... Uh, uh, what's his name there? Brett Ratner by what's her name? Ellen <laughs> Page. Ellen Page from X3. And it's like, is this like a I'm sorry movie if they put her into this? You know, I don't know. It's, it's just stupid. Whatever. <laughs> we previously mentioned multiple man movie. Now this, you know, and the next talking point of Gambit. What is, what is this, Casey? <laughs> what is this ridiculousness? What do you mean, though? Like... It's not going to be Ellen Page. It would be a different. I, I know. I'm making a joke about it. Don't be. Oh. Don't, don't be so serious. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's just it's weird to me that they they want to push this mutant agenda upon us. Um, I just feel like it's it's just a money grabbing scheme. I think that with the acquisition of Disney owning Marvel, or sorry, uh, well, owning Marvel, but owning Fox. I think that they're trying to get out as many of these um, Marvel, you know, Fox Marvel movies as possible before Kevin Feige comes in and goes, no, 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 no. Because as you know, the Fox Marvel movies have zero continuity. Um, they're loosely based on the comics, even if they're enjoyable films. Um, they really just kind of do their own thing and exist in their own elseworlds dimension and i think that that's not gonna fly with feige and i think they're just like let's get as much as we can let's get some cash grabs in before he comes in and just totally goes wipe the slate clean because that's what he's gonna do except for Ryan hugh jackman hugh jackman mm. hugh jackman's gonna get he's gonna get his old man logan movie or true one eventually but yeah. it'll be a new wolverine it will, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Hugh Jackman show up. Yeah, in like 10 years when he's old. Yeah. And still right. Age. Right. Um, Much more likely than seeing uh, our next topic here showing up at all. Oh, we're never going to see this. So the next, yeah, so <laughs> whatever. Shadowcat movie, just to end off on that. I don't care. It's not a character that deserves Nobody its cares. own movie. It's just like that uh, black and silver movie oh, from Sony no. with silver Satan no. and black cat. Like just they're, they're movies that like zero people care about. Like they're not <laughs> strong enough characters to carry an entire, if they're not, if they're not good enough to carry their own comic book 
uh, series, they're definitely not good enough to carry their own movie series. Just sorry. Um, Amen. Amen. Now, this character, which I'm actually a huge fan of, Gambit, um, you know, Channing Tatum got named Gambit 20 years ago. At least, right? So, and then here we are with him not, um, you know, three directors I think they've gone through already, Gore Verbinski being in the, uh, the newest one who is backing out of the movie just after they announced that there's going to be a March production uh, date. I, I personally do not think that this is going to happen. Do you blame him? I mean, this is Fox saying, here, here, Gore Verbinski, you're a great director, but we're going to force this movie down your gullet. So, okay. It's just, it's crazy. I mean, it's like, they just want to make, like I said, they want to do this cash grab. I mean, any respectable director knows better than to like even try to jump on that train, especially when it comes to these movies. Right. Um, I, I agree with that. I think like, you know, if somebody, once they get going with Marvel um, and they're just like, Oh, Hey, you know, sorry, Kevin Feige again comes in and says, Hey, we're going to do a gamut movie. Then all the directors are going to be fighting for it because then they know that they're on the Marvel ship Nobody has complained about working on a Marvel movie. You know what I mean? Um, they all seem to have a really good time. So I, I think like that's going to be when we see a Gambit movie. If, if we even see a movie. Because again, think who so. cares? I don't think so. Because yeah. Kevin Feige is much smarter than that. I mean, look how long it took to get a Black Widow movie even like truly rumored. You know what I mean? It's like, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But it's like... We might as well talk about it right after this. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> let's, let's get through the other stuff and then we'll talk about the MCU. I mean, yeah. it's... Okay, better. go on. Um, but just in that reference, I mean, nobody like people want X Men as a group. They like that's how they exist. Yeah, Wolverine can hold his own movie probably, but you know what? The best the best stories come when they're like all banded together and and <laughs> uniting their powers and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. as much as we don't like X three, like that's exactly what that movie's all about. <laughs> well, so. Speak for yourself, but yes. Um. <laughs> I meant the collective we, everybody but you. Okay, um, okay, perfect. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Gambit probably never going to happen. Um, we got a couple of release date changes. Um, New Mutants, uh, was supposed to come out later on this year, is getting pushed to 2019. Not quite sure why. No explanation, really. Go. You got an idea? Uh, what I read was there's nothing wrong with this movie. This right. is air quotes right here. Um, they want to push it back um, because there would be uh, in the overseas market, there'd be some clash between that and Deadpool two. So they wanted to have that. And the other excuse is that they want to really amp up the horror aspect of this movie to make it truly a horror movie. So okay. they, do, they do have some excuses and, and reasons. So those are legit. Those are yeah. legit. Um, well, so as you just mentioned, also we have uh, Deadpool, and Deadpool actually got moved up. It's in a really curious spot now. It is um, sandwiched, sandwiched in between Infinity War and Han Solo. So, not a fuck you to Infinity War because Infinity War, I believe, will be the biggest movie of the year. Stands out definitely, own. definitely a fuck you to Han Solo though. <laughs> Like, it's already bad enough that they're kind of competing against Infinity War, but, you know, and obviously it's all owned by Disney, but Deadpool 2 will destroy a Han Solo movie. It will just incinerate it. We haven't seen shit from that movie 
You know what I mean? Other than like a little bit of a clip that Bob Ross thing in, in Deadpool two, it's, it's cable. It's domino. You got Josh Brolin. You got a fucking all-star cast. Great directors. John Wick directors. Game over. Game over. The, the other thing about this is like, think about it this way. They, no matter how much we love the last Jedi, they say last Jedi kind of fell off the ticket sales and as January progressed. Um, now, why is not this Han Solo movie come out on their holidays like all Star Wars movies should? Uh, so, that, because I think that happens. It's a, Though, that, that should be coming out in November. Well, yes, but also that excuse kind of doesn't hold up when we talk about Infinity War and Han Solo. Right. Because clearly you're competing against your properties right there. I think that Infinity War, though, will stand up on its own. Mary Poppins. Again, do we need it? We have a really good Julie Andrews version. Not to say that you can't remake Mary it's, Poppins. It's a, it's a sequel. Is it a sequel? It is. They, oh. She comes back and then those kids are grown up. So it is a true sequel. Okay. All right. Oh. Well, whatever. Right, I no, guess. you're right. I no, mean, I'm good. This is an August or November release right there. That should have been like right there. And then you like firm up everything else with, with Star Wars at the end of the year and, and Infinity War where it is because that movie's going to that movie's gonna go nuts once that's sold up. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, so anywho, Deadpool 2, looking forward to it. Han Solo, we'll see what happens with that. Um, so we have the first picture from the uh, Venom movie starring, you know, Tom Hardy. Not of Venom. No. Not of him, but of Tom Hardy and any movie. Yeah. Right. Or Tom Hardy and any movie he started. I mean, that could be like, hey, what's this from? I don't know. Inception? I don't know. It's it's (laughs) Tom Hardy in a in a in a shirt. And that's you Venom people. I did see his little thing at the Brazil Comic Con. Like they uh, did a. Did you watch that? I don't even remember that exists half the time. And well, they stuff did like comes a, out of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> they did that. Oh, Brazil Comic Con is huge, but I know I always forget it exists. <laughs> yeah, they did a huge uh, telecast with the director, and then Tom Hardy was like, "Hey, I'm sorry, I'm not there, but you all get a Venom shirt." like the actual official picture from the movie. And it just has like a giant V and then Venom's face in the middle of it. And Venom's, I mean, and it looks like McFarlane Venom completely. No oh, other type Tom of Hardy on his shirt. No, it was Ed Hardy actually on his oh. sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gotcha. All right. Um, anywho. Yeah. The, the picture of Tom Hardy is Ven or is Eddie Brock. Nobody gives a shit. We want to see, CGI Venom, and we want to see if you're if you're 100 doing McFarlane or if you're you're mixing in some Agent Venom or what. But given the face was a you know McFarlane face, I'm assuming that that's what they're keeping. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that that quote unquote test test footage out there as well, um, or test shots. Sorry, what I who knows if it's real or not. But I mean, they I I trust that they're going with the design. I. I have no doubt about that, but I mean, it comes down to storytelling too. So we'll see. Let's just say this. Tom Hardy doesn't pick bad projects. I tried watching Dunkirk this weekend. I got bored out of my fucking mind, just as the trailers had predicted. But 
people where like in your house no i watched it in my house of course i yeah. didn't go to an imax theater see movie. that's that's i can't sit there and say that because that movie's not made to sit at your house and watch i yeah, exactly so it should do really stuff. good on blu-ray can't wait <laughs> yeah i would never watch it outside the imax it was it was it was boring couldn't do it but um anyway for the most part he picks really good projects taboo Obviously, Inception. I didn't even know. I forgot Tom Hardy was even in that movie until I watched the role at the end. <laughs> I was like, wait, that was Tom Hardy. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Moving on. Black Panther. Uh, advanced ticket sales um, within the first 24 hours beat out Civil War. Um, I personally tried to buy my tickets thinking, oh, I'll just, I'll just go on get these tickets. Nope. <laughs> what? Sold out? Not sold out, but I would be sitting in the very front row. Mm. Like oh, every yeah. other seat was sold out. Like it was insane. Like and in all the theaters were like that. So I'm I don't I'm not gonna go opening night. I I can't. Um I'll probably try to go opening weekend and you know what? I'm happy. Like it's this is a yeah. movie that's a long time coming. Um we haven't had a black superhero film since blade and he would be more of an anti-hero of anything but this is a movie that people deserve you know what i mean whatever race but it's nice to know that it's a man of color leading this movie chadwick boston did an amazing job in civil war um so really really looking forward to seeing this movie and good to know it's already made a shit ton of money without even being screened yeah, I shared I shared a great article on our Facebook about a a guy in the in Harlem that bought a bunch of tickets for kids who couldn't afford them, you know, couldn't really afford to go with their families or anything. So we bought a ton of tickets and are taking all these kids from Harlem to see the movie. So I mean, in this society, you know, we never get involved in politics on this show, but I think it's as you said, it's very important. Yeah, absolutely. So that's good news. Um, the other. Side of things, uh, female-led superhero movies. Black Panther, or sorry, Black Widow, sorry, is finally uh, getting a solo movie developed. Um, don't know if it's pressure from Wonder Woman, and obviously we know Captain Marvel's in the mix with Brie Larson, or if it's also pressure from this Red Sparrow movie, which is almost the exact same plot of Black Widow. But whatever the case, we're getting a Black Widow movie with Scarlett Johansson, this is a long time coming. This should have been announced at least after the first Avengers movie. I I, I was always surprised they never did a Shield movie. Um, we just want to see that Black Widow and, and Hawkeye movie. Yeah. I mean, like it just their chemistry is good. I yeah. like to see that as a prequel. Now it's a little bit, you know, they've aged. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, been a while since Avengers. Look at her; she's got white hair. She's so old now. Yeah. Anyway. Um, anyways. <laughs> There are also people are pushing agenda of the uh, the A team, the all woman Marvel movie. They're wondering A Force, A Force. They're wondering if this is like uh, this is what this may be, but who knows? I don't. I want. I want to see a spy movie. I want to see a spy movie. Yeah, not some weird woman Avengers movie. Not that that'd be okay. But I just I think that would be like a weird push. See that until after Infinity War, when all these females have to interact with each other, right. so it organically makes sense. But again, that's like, uh, what's her name? That's She Hulk. That's Kamala Khan. That's like Spider Gwen. Right. I mean, like these girls don't exist. Gamora. Like right now, we have Gamora, uh, Valkyrie, 
Valkyrie, kind of. Black Widow. Is that it? Uh, Wasp. Yeah, Wasp. We've not not even seen an action yet. We haven't um, seen her in action yet. I mean, they show in the background, they're like, um, what's her name from S.H.I.E.L.D.? Oh, yeah. Uh, Carter, whatever. Sharon Carter. Her. Well, her. Um, not And then... Uh, Daisy? No, not Daisy. The one oh. from um, How I Met Your Mother. Kobe Smothers color to there. Oh, uh, Maria Hill. Drawing a blank. Maria Hill, yeah. All that. Okay. So it's kind of a weird modge to even think that they're going to do a movie not, like that. It's just not a cool enough thing. Put right Maria now. Hill in the Black Widow movie. That was some... That's oh, yeah. That's too great. Yeah, that's fine. Right. You do that. That's fine. Right. Um, so we want to see it, but let's just see it in a, in a good way. But a spy movie totally makes sense to me. Um, yeah. A-Force can come after all these other Marvel movies yeah. show up oh, yeah. from Fox, you know? Yeah. Yeah, much and, more yeah, and, yeah. rich of right. good like female characters. So right. Um, kind of speaking about Wasp here, um, Ant Man and the Wasp comes out later this year, and during an interview, um, Michael Pena kind of let slip that there's going to be a third Ant Man movie. Again, okay. does it surprise you? You know, <laughs> it doesn't. All these guys get three movies. It seems right now. Yeah. Um, I loved Ant Man the first movie. I thought it was great. Um, so. Looking forward to seeing the second one, and I'm sure the third one will make me laugh at least twice. So. See what they're gonna do in uh, in Infinity War as well, you know, because I I'm pretty <laughs> sure we'll see Wasp in action in that movie. Oh, absolutely. Um, one thing that I mean, I how how are they gonna get all sixty? How are they gonna get sixty four plus characters on screen? I mean, the it's kind of wild, you know. Well, one thing I was also thinking about, um, we talked about it on Gourmet Scum Radio, was when is the Ant-Man and the Wasp movie take place? Probably right after the first one, which was actually like set before everything, right? <laughs> it's a it's set after Avengers. Okay. Because but before they, like phase two. Before yeah, before phase two because it's uh they know who iron man is and then you know in civil war he gets called in um and i think let's say let's say after civil war right could be after civil war yeah you're right it could be then too hey man it takes place on the west coast so i mean that can happen in its own little universe just like my life does right it is curious though again I guess it ultimately it doesn't matter, but like that whole Spider-Man homecoming thing with it, like being that eight years ahead, still weird, still weird. Um, all right. I, can you talk about this one? Cause I did not see this. Yeah. It's kind of weird. And I was going to ask you about it. Um, so I came across uh, what seems to be some Captain Marvel test footage featuring CGI Brie Larson. Um, so it's it's weird because it's like these ships fly in the air and then like another ship comes in and then she walks up like the camera's showing her back and she's like in her underwear and like the suit gets put on by machines or something weird and and it has the Marvel Studio role. It's being shown in front of a in front of us an audience and I thought maybe this has happened at the the Brazil Comic Con. Um, and then when I looked it up, 
I wasn't able to find it in many like many places, but it, it but it had like people like in front of the screen like get going crazy. So it, if it is fake, it is quite the manipulation, to be honest. So if anybody wants to look it up, it's quite easy to find on the internet. Um, mm -hmm. But it's it's got it looks pretty legit. Hmm. And then I read, and then they're like, yeah, this is this is just CGI test footage of of the movie. So. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that kind of stuff. I mean, if you remember um, the Deadpool, remember? Like that mm -hmm. was like their pitch is that they they released this this CGI scene, and it was basically their pitch to see if people would be excited about it. Of course, and then we they literally used that as like the through line for the entire film, basically based off of that one scene from different perspectives, slowed down. You know, it was a very smart way to do it. Obviously, a really genius way to keep your budget really low, too. Um, but, you know, uh, hey, whatever. Cool. Like, I'm, I'm, I love Brie Larson, so I'm pretty excited about it. And I'm excited to see Marvel's take on a female-led uh, superhero movie. And, you know, I, I don't want to rant too much about this, but, like, because we're in the Oscar period right now, um, the Oscars get announced in a couple weeks and people are like, oh, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, Patty Jenkins, they got snuffed at the Golden Globes. Wonder Woman is a very good movie. Wonder Woman is a very good movie outside of being a movie, though. And what yeah. I mean by that is that it sends a message to uh, young girls, female empowerment, uh, you know, that a girl can uh lead her own movie and it's you know because that was one of the biggest things it's like oh there was Catwoman and oh there was all these other shitty superhero uh, girl movies Electra you know that's never gonna work and it works and I think for that it's reason why it's getting so many accolades but when you break it down as a movie it's not that great the ending of that movie fails it really breaks down into a CGI slugfest which is you know the hard part with most of these superhero movies that it throws you a little bit out of it as far as like the emotions and stuff go it's a very good movie um i love two-thirds of that movie especially some of the opening stuff in themiscara but i mean ultimately when you have a movie that has to go up against and i'll even say like if you want to keep it superhero the likes of logan it like logan is a solid movie all the way through a solid comic book movie all the way through and god damn it if you don't cry at the end scene whether you know wolverine from the comics or just from the movies or whatever so to me that's an oscar movie um look what patrick stewart does in that movie oh my god yeah yeah fantastic job from the acting directing all that and like so am i excited to see a movie like wonder woman make so much fucking money and get so many accolades and, and again comparing it to the other DC roster, which is another reason why I think it gets so boosted up when you have it compared to a fucking suicide squad. So I, 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 I really do think Wonder Woman's great, but I don't want you people to forget. You have to judge these movies as movies as well. And when you, when you stack it up against some of the other stuff, like the post shape of water, I watched the three uh, three billboards movie, and you know the ending sucked, but the acting was like fucking insanely good from everyone in that movie. It's it's not 
at that caliber. No. And then, I mean, after everybody bitches about it, it goes on to win Best Action Movie in another awards show. You know what I mean? These kind of movies, they don't sit with, like, the Oscars, and they don't sit with the Golden Globes. They're not, it's not meant to be there. There's, like, this division in Hollywood now of, of superhero movies and movies. So, I mean... Uh, I, don't, and I don't think that there should be. I, I don't want that to be the case. But there's a, there's a gray area, too, if you can be a good filmmaker like Logan. Yes. But there is clearly a difference and i mean people want to say it's oversaturation they want to say it's too much i don't think it's too much and i don't think it's oversaturating because we're getting great movies like logan and wonder woman but they don't most of them just belong in their own category of movie and they don't belong in like award season and stuff like that because they're not like thinkers they're they're popcorn lunchers you know depending on the movie i mean would you contend again logan like that's the great that's a, great, that's a, the western, that's a yeah that's like a really like that that one to me out of everything that we've seen as much as i love spider-man i love all the other stuff that one walks the line between being just a great film it's like the dark Knight on that movie the dark Knight it's, is a great yeah. film right regardless are, of the fucking superhero aspect no i get that. hardly there <laughs> but you have to you have to be able to do that though that's yeah. the difference you know, yeah, that's that's a delivery. <laughs> so I don't know how I got on that little soapbox, but um, moving along, more fun. Uh, Thor Ragnarok, uh, Blu-ray's coming out March sixth. I think it's like February twentieth on digital. Um, there's a ton of extras. You can look at those online. But one thing I thought was pretty funny was like you know one of the best parts of the movie was the character Korg, who was voiced by the director Taika Waititi. Um, he'll be doing his own audio commentary for the movie. So basically, it's Taika Ratiti's voice, <laughs> which is a director's audio commentary, but I guess from the perspective of his character. <laughs> I mean, that, that's exactly the kind of bonus material that belongs on that Blu-ray. Yeah, it was a fun movie, and it was definitely a, a refreshing take on the Thor series. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that commentary I can't wait for. Oh, yeah, pumped up. Um. And then going a little bit into Marvel comic news, finally, um, Marvel uh, recently got the rights to the Marvel, or sorry, from the Star Wars um, franchise from Dark Horse, and now they're stealing the Conan library from Dark Horse. Leave them alone, Marvel. <laughs> what does this mean now? Because they've been putting out some pretty great. Conan stuff. Um, yeah, Conan Wonder Woman crossover, like yeah. cross publishers, you know. Yeah. I don't get, I don't get it, man. I don't Marvel's, know. What... I think Marvel's grasping for straw. <laughs> oh, they think... absolutely are. They absolutely are in their comic book realm. Though, yeah. the next piece of information, which I thought was pretty cool, is that Gail Simone, um, who has worked on Ren Sonya, who has worked on, um, didn't she work on Batgirl? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Birds of Prey. Yeah, amazing stuff over at DC and um, Dynamite. She's done some Marvel, too. Did some Marvel. Um, She's going to be writing a Domino uh, solo comic. I can't remember if there's ever been a Domino solo comic. Um, Probably. Probably with some foil cover in the 90s. Right. So I think, you know, a little bit off of the success, well, to be successful, uh, Deadpool 2 um giving that character a little bit love um if you don't know she's a mutant her power is lucky getting lucky uh not in i guess in the daft punk sense of the term but yeah so <laughs> should be should be interesting and gail simone's a fantastic writer so uh so yeah that's it for marvel news so 
let's move on to DC, right? Let's do it. Do it. So, Brian Michael Bendis, uh, we talked ad nauseum in our Bend It Like Bendis episode, <laughs> um, leaving Marvel, going to DC, and we wanted to discuss as to what he'd be working on. Well, it's been announced that he will be writing uh, action comics, starting with issue 1000 with art by Jim Lee. Superstars. Is Jim Lee doing art throughout or just for this one uh, issue? Uh, There's no real announcement of when this comic comes out in the first place. So there's not a lot of news behind this whole matchup. Uh, So I'm going to say for as far as Jim Lee goes, it's going to be very limited. Yeah. uh, Because that's normally how it goes. He doesn't have time for this shit. They're trying to really line this up with... Uh, Superman's 80th anniversary, uh, which is this year. And so once we get a lockdown of the date, we'll have some more information. But this is this is big. I mean, this is probably what they really threw at Bendis uh, as the selling point for him to come over to DC. I mean, why wouldn't you want to do this? This is a huge milestone for, this, for the hero. So, And I think Bendis will do a good job with the Superman story. I'm kind of excited for it. I would like to have some like to see him work on some other stuff, but time will tell. Yeah. I mean, like this is, I mean, he's getting the one, you know what I mean? <laughs> he's getting Superman. You mm-hmm. don't get bigger than that. Um, so we'll see, uh, we'll see where he takes it, but yeah, I, I definitely am excited. Definitely is excited. Yeah. Um, why don't you give me this one? Cause I don't know this one. Uh, so DC is coming out with a, series called history of the dc universe and it will be so there was a series by the same name back in 1986 by george perez and marvel wolfman and but this time around uh it's gonna be by john ridley who you know is an oscar-winning screenwriter for for some pretty good stuff 12 years a slave and so on but um it wants to kind of go over and it says it's called see. the it's called the other other history yes yeah. so it wants to go from the perspectives of dc superheroes who traditionally come from disenfranchised groups so you and i kind of were like oh why is supergirl in this group right so we have uh john stewart extraño i don't really know who that is probably a uh, latin american superhero uh, Vixen, Supergirl, Katana, and Renee Montoya. Now, uh, we kind of we kind of had a laugh, like, why is Supergirl here, a blonde, blue-eyed, white girl? But I mean, you know what? Refugees are refugees in this world, and it's not really anything to laugh about, I guess. But that's kind of the way I look at it, especially when I listened to the Supergirl intro the other day, and she's like, "I am a refugee," and um, so I mean, that makes sense to me. So. Uh, this series will be hitting this year and we'll be telling stories from those perspectives. Yeah, that will be, um, it'll be, it'll be nice to take a look and check it out. Um, it's big. I mean, John Stewart really needs to get kind of headlined right now as well. I mean, with, uh, him headed to the Green Lantern movie, uh, put him in the spotlight. I mean, he, a lot of us grew up with the, with the Justice League animated show with him as the Green Lantern. So, I'm more excited for <clears throat> a Green Ladder movie with him in it than I am seeing Hell Jordan again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, on TV, so that's a big one. Katana's been in the movies. Uh, and on TV. 
Yeah, TV. Renee Montoya has been on Gotham and Nelson in in the comics. So I mean, people know these characters except for Extraño. Well, I was just gonna say I just looked it up. He is uh, more of a new Fifty Two character that was introduced <laughs> at Midnighter and Apollo. Um, he's Peruvian. So he has he's a he's a magic user. Cool. Um what does the new direction of the DCEU mean? They're saying streamlined. What, is, what does that mean? What the hell is that? Uh, I don't know. It's just words to make us think that they're in the right direction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's it. Like really. <laughs> I mean, they just had, they just named the new head of the, you know, <laughs> we had, in the last episode, we were like, we had that little rumor of Ben Affleck. And then the day that we put the show out, it was announced that they did have a new uh, person in charge. I don't remember his name, but him and Jeff Johns is still around. We'll be helping out. So that's always yeah. a good thing. That's a stupid thing. If you think getting rid of Jeff Johns is a, <laughs> it's a good move. But yeah. Whatever. Streamlined. I don't know. I mean, it seems like they're doing the same thing. Maybe we just won't see a Justice League movie until after like five years. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, who knows? I don't know. I this it's too hard to even speculate about um, about what the DCEU is. There's been rumors that they're going to call it the DCU instead. You know, we dubbed it as fans DCEU. Warner Brothers has never said this. DC has never said this. So they're thinking DC Universe, but again, can you call it that? (laughs) I don't think so. Um, You know, that's that's what it is in in general (laughs) to me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So anyway, (laughs) um, let's let's talk about those movies. (laughs) Some of them. I'm not going to talk about any of those movies. Okay. We are. Shazam is, has now a release date of April 5th, 2019. So mm-hmm. we should be... We've seen little castings here and there of the kids and, and whatnot. So um, hopefully we'll see some more news on that soon. Um, Cyborg, who some people were impressed by the performance in that movie. Um, people. Some people. Um, I haven't even seen it, so I didn't even waste my time. Um, the cyborg movie will be an origin story, just in case you needed that. Can we just see that? And then moving on to the actual <laughs> movie universe that makes sense for DC. Um, there's a new animated Suicide Squad co- movie coming out this year. Uh, and actually, Tara Strong's back. No doubt about that. And uh, Christian Slater will be playing Deadshot. I love Christian Slater's voice in most things since it's very recognizable. And I think it'll be a, it'll be a good one. Because this one's actually tied into their uh, animated cinema, like their animated universe, where it's not a standalone like the Arkham one was. So that's due out this year, along with Gotham by Gaslight, and there's another good one coming out this year. I forgot what it was. It's the Batman manga or anime. That one, that one too. But um, hold on, here you start talking about something. I gotta look this up. Okay, um, Jeff. John's teases that um, Hitman, a uh, character created by Garth Ennis, um, will be showing up on television. Did not indicate necessarily that he would be in his own show or just on another show. Um, 
Hitman is a superpowered contract killer operating in the cauldron, an Irish district of Gotham City. Um, it, offer, uh, it offers a dark and strange take on the DC universe. Um, I feel like we're probably not going to see him as part of like the CW. Uh, but again, it's it's just one of those things where it's like, I don't know where we're gonna go. I don't know where he's gonna where he's gonna be. Um, you can't speculate about something that was a tease. Yeah, you know, it's a cool idea, and I think that maybe something like this should go on their streaming service and be extremely violent. And yes, and, that would be the better way to do it. He uh, has telepathy and X ray vision. Um, the character, and you know, makes it really hard for him to get snuck up on. It could be an could be an interesting take. You know what I mean? Um, Different than Punisher, which isn't a superhero other than he seems to survive. That's his power. <laughs> Not die. <laughs> Anger is his power. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm a huge Garth Ennis fan. We got Preacher on AMC. We got The Boys coming to Amazon, I believe. So Garth Ennis is continuing to have a bang-up time uh, in pop culture. Um, so bring it on. More Ennis. I just want to uh, backtrack. The other yeah. animated movie is the the Death of Superman and Reign oh, of the Superman. Yeah, that's because they already did a Death of Superman movie. Have you watched that? That's the biggest no. piece. Of I've it. heard it's the very horrible, first. But like, it's horrible. Like just doing it better, I guess. Yeah, the very it was the very first DC animated movie to be released was Death of Superman, and it was their own version of it, and it was like it was very watered down and and not the '90s story. So this one is. Probably a two-parter like the Dark Knight Returns was, where it's the death of, and they all fight Doomsday, and then Rain the Superman when he comes back with all the all four of those little jobbers there. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, I mean, the only one that really no, no, there was no. Actually, they all kind of came out of that and still exist in the DC universe, which is interesting. Yeah. So can't say that uh, they all, except the Radicator, he did kind of a memo. Right. <laughs> um, you know, I watch him. I watch all the DC animated movies and. Hell yeah. 90% of them are good. So we'll see. Um, going back to DC TV, uh, you know, Supergirl comes back tonight, right? Tonight. We're recording tonight. this on the 15th. Um, Black Lightning makes its premiere tomorrow yep. on the 16th. Um, yep. So, yeah, it's going to be a good week for CW. And I'm excited to see. Uh, Black Lightning make its debut. The trailers have all been really cool, and um, it's going to be interesting because they recently did their their kind of like crossover commercials that they do. You know, they're all in the locker room, they're talking, they're suiting up. Uh, Black Lightning is with all of them: Arrow, Flash, Legends, Supergirl. You know, they say it doesn't have anything to do with it, but they've said that shit before. And when you can open up breaches, you can go to different Earths. There's no way in hell there won't be a five-part crossover next year. Just ain't gonna just. Sorry, it's gonna happen. You're caught up, right? I just caught up the other day. I'm caught. Watched, up. Yeah, I just watched all the winter finales, and then. Um, but you don't watch Legends, so I you didn't get no, you didn't get to see the return of John Constantine, as they always say he's not coming back, and then he comes back. Yeah, show is awesome. But we knew he was sorry, coming buddy. back. We knew he was. Coming we back. knew he was coming back. But my wife has no idea because I don't spoil that shit for her. Yeah. And she's like, 
gets excited. So, you know, we have a whole podcast and website devoted to spoiling that shit. Right. But it's also, we have to remember that we have to be good human beings and not ruin it for everybody else. True. True. Um, yeah, so it's going to be it's good. This year has been good for all of them. Yeah. All the shows. Um, and finally, thing I wanted to talk about real quick was DC comic news. Um, DC has finally surpassed Marvel as far as its market share for comics. Only by one point, it's been at 34% of the market with uh, Marvel at 33% of the market. But what that also means is between 2016 and 2017, Marvel has slipped 17% in comic sales, which is huge. Ouch. Um, last year, we lost Lemire. We lost Bendis. Somebody else big left, too. Um, the comic books have declined. The big events nobody really cared about. Like, they just overall do not. Oh, we got a new chief. Uh, Axel Alonso is gone. So I don't know if that's a, a good push going forward or not. But point being, Marvel had a huge shakeup between 2016 and 17. The numbers show DC has fucking killed it since Rebirth, which... Was that was readers last year or two years ago? It's gonna be two years ago. Two years ago. So anywho really got into its stride last year and uh the the proof is in the pudding. It's in the it's in the numbers, it's in the sales. And I know one percent is not a lot, but with these two juggernauts battling out since the beginning of comic books, this is this is big. This is DC comics, and obviously their animation and even with DC Supergirls are destroying TV, destroying Marvel. Marvel's got the movies, and that's it right now. And Netflix. You know, obviously they're doing really good on Netflix, but... Or less. Yeah, but in the comics, Marvel needs to get its shit together, because I don't even read it. Very rarely. Very rarely. There's some good ones. Daredevil's good. Uh, Punisher's pretty good. Anything that Jason Aaron does, Star Wars and Thor is good, but Doctor Strange. Um... Actually, I don't know if he's still on Doctor Strange. That actually might be something different. Anyway, yeah, he, he left. Yeah, never mind. It's gone down. All right, so we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll come back and get to the rest of the news. And, yeah, that's it. All right. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're true cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? <laughs> well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you! Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions. One second! Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it! There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, 
great sculpting. And look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Uh, Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com. Geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. We are back from those thrilling and captivating commercials. I'm out of breath. Out of breath, man. All right, let's get back. Let's go. Valiant Vin Diesel rumored to be playing Bloodshot. Eh. What do you think? You know what I think. No. I think they don't know what you think. I know what you think. That's that's true. Uh, You know what? Sure. Why not? I mean, Vin Diesel's a... He is a great action star. Um, He has, you know, one speed, I think, most of the time, except when he's babysitting. What do you mean? Uh, His speed is so fast and so furious, he he can't be stopped. Right. That's his one speed. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I... To get Valiant on on the, I was thinking about this after I made all those negative comments that I think that um, to get them on the map, maybe you know, to have a star like Vin Diesel would work. Would I like to see like an unknown in the role, or maybe a, I don't know, yeah, a I'm, Jason David Frank, or uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I really want to see. Like, listen, we've been waiting for this this Ninjak versus the Valiant universe for too long. Now it's Definitely pushed to this winter, which is kind of crazy to me. But um, yeah, I mean, I Valiant Valiant's existed in the indie verse for a long time, so why not build it from that? Almost, you know, that's kind of my feelings on it. But right. like I said, Sony is a big like such a big monster and wants to make money and create their own cinematic universe to make their money. Um, that I can see them putting a big star. I mean, Jared Leto was rumored, and now. Vin Diesel, so who knows? And it's rumored. It's not 100% set in stone. Um, I would have preferred Jared Leto, personally. Um, But, and I like Jim, I like Vin Diesel. I just think, like, he's not old, but he's old. Like, I'd rather have somebody younger. And like you said, no no name. or, Or, you know what I mean? I don't know. I just... I don't know. Like that kid, he's in uh, the the Maze Runner movies. And I like those movies. Like, I like that kid. I think he was on like Teen Wolf or something. But, you know, he's trying to do his own thing with like action movies. And I think he would have been a good choice. Like give like somebody like him. Or like Zachary Levi. Like, yeah, you know him. Like, sorry, being Shazam. Like, you know him, but you don't really know how good he can act. Right. Um, Duck isn't a really good barometer, I don't think. Um, so, anywho, we got Vin Diesel. We'll see how it goes. I did want to say, with you talking about Ninjak versus the Valiant universe, I read the comic um, the other day. It's a really, it's a really fucking cool idea. Nice. Uh, like what they want to do and where they want to take it. Um, Ninjak gets—I won't ruin it—but Ninjak gets forced to fight everybody. And they make it a really, you know, like a legitimate reason. I think the comic actually comes out on the 17th. I don't think it's out yet. Um, but it's gonna it's a prequel to the series. Um 
it taught, you know, and like they even have an intro that tells you why they're doing it. Like, you know, we really wanted to do this. We wanted to do it differently. We wanted to do it in an unorthodox way to introduce the Valiant characters to the world. Yeah. And we decided the web series would be the way to go, but we're also a comic book publisher and that's why we're doing this comic book to go along with it. Um, and the characters look like they're uh, cinematic counterparts in the comic. Um it's cool. It's a it's a cool idea. The guys who did Bat in the Sun, the Shankies, um, they're one of the writers or two of the writers on the uh, on the comic as well. I think there's like five of them, but it's it's a neat idea. And I, if you guys like Valiant at all, I think that would be something to at least satiate you until the until the show comes out. Um, and if you don't know Ninjak, I mean, we've talked about it probably a million times, but it's James Bond <laughs> meets Batman. That's what he is. <laughs> like, he's a fucking badass British agent with a ton of different gadgets who needs to walk into a situation and fuck shit up. And he does it with a lot of blood. So it's going to be an interesting. I just, I just want to see more from Valiant. This year, I really thought it was going to be the year that we would be seeing more stuff. And having this uh, show get pushed back until, you know, the wintertime, it's like, okay, we really won't see a Valiant movie at the at the earliest until 2019. Just to backtrack, that comic's out. came out last Wednesday. Okay, well, then so read it. You want to read it, Towelites? You can go read it. You don't have to wait till yeah. this Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> No, it's so out. we get them we get them early and I it's hard for me to keep track of the dates. So when we get the previews that's that's the the days like the weekend before it comes out. That's and then when I put that article out on Mondays that's that's what comes out on Wednesday. Okay. So that's See I got my dates mixed up if it was mm-hmm. like that or I think Bloodshot's the new one this week. There's nothing out this week hence no, no article. No I, I couldn't even write an article today. It huh. was very sad. Well, Shadow Man's coming out soon. That's their big March, March, yep. March, yep. So that's that's cool. I mean, um, everything everything that's going right now is what they just launched last year. Is that you know their big push? So I mean, they're really just living on that, which is some amazing series. So just you know, if you guys aren't reading it, get out there and support indie comics. I mean, even to say that they're indie comics is tough because they have such good writers that are you know crossing the the barrier lines of publishers and, and, and just banging out some great stories for, for Valiant. It's, it's, it's a great time to jump on board with these guys. Exactly. Um, all right. So let's get into just kind of like random news, bunch of, bunch of random stuff, really everything else, everything else. Um, John wick TV show called the continental is coming to stars. Uh, possible that Keanu Reeves, um, makes a at least a cameo in there. Um, it'll expand on that whole assassin's world um, that was created and really brought out more in, in John Wick 2. Um, what do you think? Awesome. That's, yeah. that's all I think. I mean, those movies are... are if, you, if you guys haven't seen these movies and you guys are like sleeping under a rock somewhere, please go do yourself a favor. Watch the John Wick series movies and and get your nuts blown off. Um, Keanu Reeves is producing, right? Yeah. I mean, this this there's no doubt. I mean, it's on paid cable. It's gonna be kick ass. Yeah, I think they'll do a good job. Um, 
I don't know, John Wick, both of them are so fucking good. Second one's even better than the first. Right. I mean, that little segment of that world. I mean, we when you watch yeah. those movies, you see how how much they could expand in that whole assassin world. And it's just it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's almost depth. like wanted a little bit, but you know, they really are they're bringing out better, so that should be good. Um Game of Thrones, we're not going to see new episodes until 2019, but they are actively working on at least a spinoff, if not more, um, probably prequels and whatnot. But the earliest that we might see a spinoff for HBO is 2020. Um, That's fine. I mean, those things take forever to even shoot. So, you know, more Game of Thrones, the better. (laughs) One of the greatest shows ever made on television. Fact. Agreed. So bring it on. Uh, can you talk about this one? I didn't read this. I, we know that Anne Rice and her son, I forgot his name, Jonathan, I think. I think um, it was Lestat. Lestat? Oh, yes, yes. Lestat I thought that was her, Rice? I thought that was her lover. <laughs> um, so finally, Anne Rice series is coming to television. Um, I think that, it, you know, it's probably to paid cable, I hope. Very, very hopeful of that. Which would be a uh, Lestat but, show. Yes. So it would, it would start with Lestat and just go through the years <laughs> and follow him around. Uh, but uh, Brian Fuller has jumped on board of this. And uh, Brian Fuller of Pushing Daisies fame and, um, you know, American Gods, which we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, yeah. But it's cool. I mean, I think that Brian Fuller's done some great work and he's, he's the guy that should be uh, kind of helping this this project to finally bring the epic to life on TV. I'm excited. Um, Brian Fuller has a good track record. I think he was also on Hannibal. Mm-hmm. Um, he does not have a good track. Oh, he has a good track record of bringing things to television. He has a bad track record of staying on projects and seeing them all the way through. So as we'll talk about, he will, he brought American gods to television on stars and left as the showrunner probably because he has way too many fucking things going on at once. Cause wasn't he on discovery as well? Star Trek discovery. Yes. Yeah. That's another one. I mean, the thing about the American gods news is that he may still be attached to it. There are still rumors of that, but um, the real news is that I guess we'll just say it. Neil Gaiman is rumored to jump on with it, but then there was a tweet from Neil Gaiman uh, kind of shooting this down. So, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, this actually th- after I wrote these notes, and then I think there was a tweet over the weekend. But um, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with this? Jillian Anderson left the show. Um, I I haven't even watched it yet, so I'm not even sure how good it is. I've heard it's very good. I have not watched it yet. One of the best books I've ever read, but I, I want to see it. In, I think part of my trepidation with watching it is because of some of the stuff that I heard behind the scenes, kind of like just a little bit rocky to get it going. And um, so I'm, I'm, I don't want to like, I hate to get invested in a show and then have it get canceled after a season or two, you know what I mean? And then it's just like, ugh, like why did I even waste my time? Even if it's great, you know, but then I, you know, I've watched Freaks and Geeks so many fucking times, and it's one season, so I, I don't know. I, I'll probably still watch it. Firefly, Firefly. Oh my god! You know, there's a whole goddamn cult devoted 
devoted to Firefly. So yeah, you're right. Never mind. I'll just watch it. Um, speaking of shows that have gone on too long, uh, <laughs> Walking Dead has been uh, renewed. Uh, rumor has it we're going to get at least two more years out of the show. Um, so through 10 seasons, it has a new show runner, uh, which is Angela King. Uh, do you know her background? I mean, I can look at, I don't she's, know who she she's is. Been work, she's been working on, she was promoted. So she's, she's been working promoted. on Walking Dead. Okay. So people are not very happy with Scott Gimple for some reason. Um, well, you know it's because what? of how he fucked over Darabont and then what's his name? Yeah. Um, but uh, if, the creator. Fucking Robert Kirkman. Right, Robert Kirkman. Sorry. Right. So if it's so bad, I mean, hey, why don't you just go be the chief content officer and be in, oversee the show and video games and everything else? So, I mean, I mean, whatever. These, these politics affecting, like, affecting the show. Now, listen, the show is the best it's been for me, period. I mean, I got bored of that show at the beginning because it was just like, it wasn't like great. I didn't think it was so slow. It was, it was not, it was boring. And then all of a sudden they just like went into overdrive and, you know what? People want to complain about last season, like what happened this, you know, first half of the season, what happened last season. People are going to complain about this stuff. But to be honest, I can't wait for that show to come back. And this is the problem. I mean, you're basing the show on a comic series that hasn't even ended yet. So mm-hmm. how can you be like, you know, let's just wrap it up because we know we know how it's going to end. <laughs> it's. I think the the thing is is that people are not watching it as much. Um. What like, is that? What's that stat, though? You know what I mean. It's like, are they, uh-huh. are they really not watching it as much? I mean, yeah, you can say the viewership is down, but I mean, the show's been on forever too. I mean, shows always lose viewership. They do. I think though, you should get to a point where you just you just stop. Like you just go. I we did it. We did a good job. You know what I mean? <laughs> like. I mean, you're, we're done. The other, the other side of what I, yeah, the other argument to that is that since they've changed things so much compared to the comics in ways, um, you could just wrap it up in a way, or you could leave it open for whatever in the future. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I would, I'd keep watching it into season 15, <laughs> wow. especially with what's going on now in the comics. So. <laughs> I, uh, I haven't watched it this season and I haven't rushed to do it, to be honest with you. I just kind of like, you know, I want to watch it. I do like that show a lot. I love the comic, but again, I just get fatigued after a while. Like unless you're bringing something completely new to the table, I feel that a lot of these things could wrap up like supernatural going on like season 13 Simpsons going on. Like, I don't know, season 30, you know what I mean? It's like, just, stop that's that's it that's me it's so um, good it's good so i don't know tv I, is where it's at i don't know do you, you know what happens this season did you get all the spoilers i did don't get, want don't did you get all right that's good if it hasn't been ruined for you that's it hasn't it's good yeah which is surprising <laughs> yeah um next you want me to talk about all right, so we're getting a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series. It's coming. It's called Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's 
kind of throwing it back to the 90s animation style. Uh, so we talked about this before, whether the Nickelodeon, the current Nickelodeon show is kind of ending and they're, they want to kind of do this nostalgic look at the series and bring back the animation. I, whatever, cool. Uh, John Cena has joined the cast as a brand new character named Baron Draxum. Um, John Cena is now one of my new favorite people in since his commercial there. If you haven't seen that awesome commercial where he talks about society and all that, then you need to watch more TV and shed a tear. But um, it's good. Um, a lot of respect for that guy. Um, so I, there's a lot of new changes coming to this new show. So, I mean, I didn't really watch the other one. I watched, you know, episode here and there. I wasn't a big fan of it. It was cool, but whatever. I'm not sure what this new series will do for me either. I do like the idea that it's going back to that animation. Maybe we'll get a cool retro video game, maybe a, a cool remake of like the arcade game and, you know. Right. <laughs> Who knows? But I, I think was, they, did, they did that crossover episode. It was really successful and really popular, and I think that helped kind of move it along. Eh, whatever, man. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has been around for a long time now, and it's not going away. So I, it's a great, it's a great franchise, and sometimes you got to breathe new life into things. Agreed. I agree. Um, all right. So CW originally rumored to be. Uh, doing a Sabrina show, kind of a spinoff of the Archie series. Then it got moved to Netflix um, for some reason, hopefully to make it darker and more evil and rated R. And we have our Sabrina. Um, Sally from Mad Men, actress uh, Kieran Shipka, will be playing Sabrina. Um, I'm still hoping that we get a crossover. Like, I'm hoping that the character gets introduced in Archie and then maybe then spins off onto Netflix. I, you know, again, I don't know why it's on Netflix. It seems like it should stay with the CW, but whatever. So what, what do you think? I, I really don't know what to think because <laughs> it's, it's really confusing. And I mean, if they're going to, if Netflix and CW have this deal anyhow, I mean, they seem to have a pretty good partnership. So, I mean, we, probably would will see something like it i mean riverdale is an amazing show it's doing things that i didn't think it would do and and just make me watch it um so and i'm I, i'm excited to see this kind of like this this spinoff into a different realm of 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 magic and all that stuff to have that exist within that maybe maybe because they want to keep riverdale more grounded um separating right. the two like this would is a smarter thing and then maybe introduce the character on the, I, I really don't know what to say. Well, I think if you, if you think about it like this, flash was introduced in arrow. Mm. They didn't lose the grounded aspect of arrow, even with the flash's introduction. Um, and then flash went off and, you know, did King shark and all that other weird shit that they do on there, weather wizard and stuff. So spawned legends, you know, it's something even more spectacular and, sci-fi right you know. it's just that i guess i don't know why they are moving networks but we'll see you know and, and i watched all of mad men so um ship because she's a very good actress so i'm excited to see her in the role so it should be uh it should be interesting cool um 
director Gareth Edwards, best known for Rogue One. Uh, his original movie Monsters is heading to TV um, from Vertigo Films and British Channel 4. What is it? BBC Channel? BBC 4? Yeah. What's it? Well, what's interesting you, is... You tell me this. I don't fucking know this news. Well, Channel 4... I didn't know this either, but Channel 4 actually ran End of the Fucking World, which was actually recently picked up by Netflix. So, Watched I mean... all of it. It's great. Yeah, I mean, I gotta watch it still. But it's I mean, like that's three hours long because they're oh, only, yeah? they're only twenty minute episodes. Oh, I love that. I love twenty minute episode shows. Speaking mm-hmm. of, I gotta, Ash is on uh, Netflix now. Oh so. my god! Yeah, so I, it's time to catch up. Yeah. Um, so I mean, these shows, you know, Netflix is doing a great job, kind of shopping around, picking up good series from um, things like Channel Four. So I mean, here's Monsters, one of the most boring movies I've ever watched in my life. Um, Didn't even finish it. Yeah, just going to TV. So, I mean, get ready for 40 minutes of even more non-monsters. All right, <laughs> moving on and speaking of monsters. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Look, Friday Frankenstein. It's back on, is it? That's the rumor. Uh, it looks like Universal, right? Yeah. Universal's uh, Dark, Dark universe. universe may not be dead, Casey. Yeah. Thank the gods. Uh, I haven't watched the movie yet. <laughs> I haven't watched the movie yet either. <laughs> it's our fault it died. So, uh, listen, we Dark Universe was a great idea, and I really hope that they can somehow get it back on track. Um, I don't know how, <laughs> but they, <laughs> but it looks like they want to move forward. Brian Frank's trying again. So, fingers crossed. Maybe we'll get this movie and a creature movie. Oh no, we already got that. Go see The Shape of Water. <laughs> I you know I I want the problem with the dark universe is putting all your eggs in one basket. Very very ambitious, but you don't make that kind of announcement until the first movie does good. You watch you watch well House of Cards have already had, has a oh you just mean like the the, the phrase, the phrase. <laughs> different yeah. story um. That's it. Like they should have made that announcement after the mummy came out and was a success. Um, now it's kind of like they put their tail between their legs and kind of backed away. And it's like, uh, you know, uh, you know, I don't know if they, anyone signed contracts. You know, they did a photo shoot with Javier Bardem and who's supposed to be Frankenstein. And um, I can't remember who the bride was. I mean, it was rumored to be Angelina Jolie for a long time, and they've been kind of going back and forth with different actresses, but. We'll see. Again, until I see a, a trailer, this movie's not getting made. No. That's it. No. But I do I do want to see Universal Monsters come back because I'm a fucking fan. And it's one of those things where it's ripe. You know, they have so many different opportunities that they can take those characters. And I like that idea of having a combined universe. I thought that that was just genius. But I guess you got to do it right. I haven't seen The Mummy. I'm sure it's not as bad as people say it is. But... I think it was one of those things that was so overhyped. You put this dark universe thing behind it and people almost were, I don't want to say rooting for it to fail, but you know, they just put a lot of weight behind it and didn't need to. It raises the bar. Yeah. yeah. Too much for ex- expectations. Um, let, me, uh, let me, let me do this next little segment here. Yeah, you, you do that. Uh, as a big masters of the universe fan, um, we have been waiting for a, a true He-Man movie since 1986. Uh, 
when we watch the Dolph Lundgren movie, kind of take the idea of the franchise and throw it into the sci-fi 80s realm. So we never have received a good version of He-Man on the big screen uh, outside of maybe the He-Man She-Ra Christmas special. Was that in, mm-hmm. was that in theaters? Uh, <laughs> probably was. But um, so everybody's favorite David Goyer, um, personal favorite of ours. Now, <laughs> that's sarcasm. But um, David Goyer is is behind the Mass Universe reboot, the making of the movie, whatever we want to call it. Uh, it's supposed to be started to shoot this spring, and it has a release date of sometime in December 2019, which will epically fail against episode nine. Um, so they better start thinking about that again. The The big thing, though, is that the other day we've been... I was talking to somebody about how Master Universe has just remained very relevant, uh, re- relevant, um, re- whatever, <laughs> relevant, yeah, yes, in our in our society, in our geekly society, um, without much feeding it outside of like a Four Horsemen, Mattel toy line, now Super Seven, um, comics, small little tidbits here and there, <clears throat> with a huge, very very strong fan base. Um, now recently announced was that DreamWorks and Netflix are bringing are reviving She-Ra, which will not you know, be loosely based on the old filmation series, but will be bringing She-Ra kind of into the new age. So, I mean, there is a push for this, this universe to return. Um, I just really, really, really hope that they, they can do this justice as a movie. Now, as much shit as we give David Goyer, um, the his latest work is Krypton, uh, which you know what at first I was very against and just kind of like why the hell do we need the show? And then all of a sudden it became like this really smart time travel story, starring with Adam Strange and you know all this stuff. It was just like if David Goyer can get back onto when he was doing good stuff, <laughs> then maybe maybe we can get behind it. But this is this is a big risk. In my in my opinion, it's it's hard because David David Goyer, writer of Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance, writer of Man of Steel, uh, the, the Dark Knight. Huh? Did he write the Dark Knight? He did, but that's so. <clears throat> no, writer of. Nick Fury, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the TV movie. But then you have David Goyer, writer of uh, Constantine. Uh, yes, The Dark Knight. Um, you know, he's done Jumper. You know what I mean? He wrote Blade. Like, so the fucking dude has some really good stuff and then some really shitty stuff. And yeah. he also wrote Crow City of Angels. You know what I mean? So, like... The guy has just his his resume is really all over the place. Um, he wrote Dark City, like so. Uh, to, Which David Goyer will we get? That's that's it. I mean, that's <laughs> it. Director David Goyer, I don't want. David oh, Goyer, Blade Three. <laughs> yeah, David Goyer wrote Blade Three, and I've read the behind the scenes on that. It's horrible. He directed um, the Unborn, which is. A stupid movie he did. Uh, actually, his other movie, I think it was like his first movie that he directed, I did like, which is The Invisible. 
or no, Blade Three was before that, but The Invisible was actually a pretty decent movie. I think it's like a guy dies and then um, uses his ghost to like help track down the killer, something like that. But it was actually a pretty decent movie. Anyway, point being, which David Goyer are we going to get? When John Chu, the director of uh, uh, G.I. Joe, was attached to direct the movie, the Masters of the Universe movie, I was more excited about it. Um, now I'm not as excited. You know what I mean? I'd rather see fucking, what's his name? Uh, James Wan, John Chu, like Michael Bay. <laughs> I don't know about that, but, you know. Dangerous words there. J.J. <laughs> Abrams, like just a, an actually established director, preferably working in the fantasy realm, who kind of knows <laughs> Ken Branagh would have done good. Um, fucking Ridley Scott. Really, though. Like, someone who knows how to do fantasy. But instead, we're not getting that. Um, we're, getting, we're getting a questionable writer who might questionably direct a movie. So, not excited about it until I see a trailer. Um, moving on. Movie I fucking love that nobody watched, but there's something I new. watched. Not, okay, how about this? <laughs> Not enough people watched it because that's correct. one of those things where if you watch it, you will like it, um, which is Edge of Tomorrow. Nobody doesn't like this movie who actually watches it. It's yeah. so fucking good. And Doug Liman was the director of the first one. Tom Cruise, Emily Blunt starring. They're all geared up for this next one. They're, they're working on the story they like. Now they're working on the script. Doug Liman just said that it could be his next movie that he shoots. Doug Lyman was attached to shoot Gambit. Um, he, he's a name who gets thrown around to, to, to direct a lot of things. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm excited because that movie was so fucking good and I want to see a sequel. <laughs> I don't think I've shown my wife that movie. I want to make that point today. That's it. Live, die, repeat. Groundhog Day. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bill Murray stars in the sequel. Edge of Tomorrow. Oh my gosh. Okay, moving on. Saga, one of the greatest comic books I've ever read in my life. Um, written by Brian K. Vaughn, art by Fiona Staples. Um, you know, they throw this around as being something that could be adapted for movies, adapted for television, which I really hope they never do. Now, adapted for a musical um, <laughs> written by Hamilton creator, uh, I can't remember, Lynn Manuel Miranda or whatever his name is, but. This is a rumor. This is a rumor that will never yeah. fucking happen. Uh, you know, it kind of got thrown around as a quote. Brian K. Vaughn read it. He thought it sounded cool, but in actuality, we're not going to see it. So it's just one. Sorry. It's just one, a little funny little thing. It's ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> I put that in there because yeah. it was probably the most ridiculous thing I'd read all day. That's like, yeah. But if they did, it would be like, what the hell? <laughs> the last time we got a comic book. Uh, turn musical was Spider-Man uh, turn off the dark and we all remember how well that worked yeah it got turned off right away oh yeah um, just this is a little piece of news Voldemort origins of the air is a uh, Harry Potter fan film that shows like the rise of Tom Riddle into becoming Voldemort um, the thing that makes this really unique is that it's a fan film that wasn't endorsed by Warner Brothers but Warner Brothers said yes you can do this um, which is very rare. Most of the time, 
things are not endorsed by Lucasfilm for Star Wars or whatever, but they did a Kickstarter, it made its money and whatever. So and Warner Brothers said, yep, go ahead, use the names, use the characters, we don't care. Um, so it's an hour long. I haven't watched it yet, but people are really digging it. It's already got 22,000 likes on YouTube and it's been viewed way more times than that. So it's it should be interesting, something to keep your keep your Harry Potter uh, love alive for a bit. Um, and finally, piece of news from everything else, uh, Godzilla Planet of the Monsters is coming out tomorrow, by the time you listen to this, January 17th. It's on Netflix. It's the very first animated uh, Godzilla movie, and I'll watch it because I fucking we're not, love Godzilla. We're not talking the Saturday morning animated cartoon either. We're talking no, no, no. anime. Anime. This is anime. This will be violent. This will be fun. Hopefully, hopefully not boring uh, as most Godzilla movies are. Like it should be a good time. So looking forward to. I didn't know it was come out so soon. 2018 just it's already. We're 15 days in, and there's already been a bunch of shit released. So pretty pretty excited to see that. Um. All right, so let's go on to Star Wars news. Just a couple little pieces here, but. The Last Jedi uh, Blu-ray, um, some of the exclusive have been revealed by Best Buy and Target. I think we're getting an April release date. Yeah, it's like end of March, early April. Okay, uh, so the original, yeah. yeah, the original rumored day was like March 20-something. But it's I looked on, even like Best Buy and Target don't have the dates on there. Amazon doesn't have it, so it's... But they're getting ready. It's going to get announced pretty soon, so... Yep, and uh, we already know that there's going to be uh, over two hours of extras on the disc, which is actually pretty meaty. Um, usually, the, here's the thing. The one thing that I don't like when they say two hours worth of extras, they do an audio commentary. That's technically over two hours of extras. <laughs> and sometimes they do throw that in there. You know, and the deleted scenes are like five minutes long. And you know what I mean? So if that's what they're counting that would be kind of shitty because I really do want to see a lot of chunky things. Like Daisy Ridley has said, like there's been, I think there was like more scenes like Snoke and stuff and more scenes with Luke where she's like, Oh, I'm surprised that wasn't in there. Um, I know there's a Luke Skywalker scene with, uh, I can't remember who it is. Poe maybe it's like a, it's like a weird thing. So yeah. I've heard there's 20 plus minutes of deleted scenes. So, okay, that's good. It's it is. I mean, when um, you know, Ryan Johnson says that his original cut was three hours, you know, plus cutting it down a half an hour. So I mean, that's pretty much a good chunk of the scenes that he had to cut out. Yeah. Um, and as he called them his babies. So I mean, it's not like he wanted to lose those because I'm pretty sure that they were good, like probably pretty good scenes. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But um. That one was packed with nonstop action. <laughs> a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Um, and then just speaking of The Last Jedi, uh, it's made over $1.26 billion, and it's now in the top 10 of the uh, biggest movies of all time. Sounds like a flop to me. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing. It's like, as divisive as it is, and it is divisive, um, still... Made shit ton of money. Made more than all the DC movies combined. 
just kidding. But it did make a lot of money. So, and it continues to do so. And once Blu-ray sales come on, you know, they add that to it. So it's it's going to do good. People um, are going to go once they watch episode nine. They're going to go back and and love these movies. <laughs> oh, I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Um, speaking of saga films, uh, episode nine, which is not due out until 2020. Um, wait, no, 2019. Yeah, next year. They got to start shooting it tomorrow. Um, John Williams, aged 85, is said he's coming back. He's he's scoring the theme to uh, Han Solo, and he's coming back to do the music for Episode Nine. Um, I hope that they get on it soon. He's not getting any younger, and he really did a bang up job on uh, on the Last Jedi. Um, basically he did all of his greatest hits made into a new, <laughs> you know what I mean? Made into yeah, a yeah. new, uh, a new album with this one. So absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. We'll see what, see what happens there, but excited to have John Williams back. Of course. Close it out, John Williams. Close it out. That's right. He's the um, that's it. And, uh, one thing that we wanted to talk about, you know, that we've been adding into Tao talk is our, our pursuit of plastic segment at the end of each episode um this one we wanted to touch on hot toys is releasing a premium format empire strikes back version of boba fett um they have previously released a premium format version from return of the jedi um which is a fucking great figure and this one seems well you can go into a little bit more detail about what the differences between these two figures are I just, I just wanted to, I, I don't want to be called like the premium figure or the premium stuff is, is when they comes at the sideshow and stuff is normally like the statues and, and the more expensive ones, right? Uh, no, not necessarily. Is that um, what the premium format figure is? It's hot toys just because it, of the, uh, it is. So there will be a, a statue statue, but then the premium figures are usually the ones that have a base. Yeah. Like the Sarlacc like for the him. Yep, like uh, Vader had one, I think, from Empire Strikes Back that had like him on like a piece of the platform where he chops the railings. Up. Yeah, and like so, Freddie has one, I think, like in a boiler room. Jason has one. Camp Crystal Lake around it. So, but they're still articulated figures, right? They're just, they're, the, they're the hot toys. They're hot toys. They're usually a little bit bigger, um, and they have more accessories, and they're. $400 price point as opposed to 229 price point. So this will be one of those $400 ones. Nah. I got I got the Return of the Jedi Boba Fett is is 299, you know, on average. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, you're looking at, you know, when you when you get your regular hot toy, it's like 220 around that range and then yeah. it it goes up with the base. So, um You know what? We the discussion here is are we going to see a lot of these reissues now? Did Boba Fett need a reissue for Empire Strikes Back? You know, no. Darth, Darth Vader has gotten a reissue in the like two or three in the last year or two now. He's got a Rogue One version, an ESB version, yep. and a Return of the Jedi version. A New Hope. A New Hope. Yeah. Like, are you fucking kidding me? It's Darth Vader. Now, I will say for a New Hope uh, versus at least the other two of ESB and return of the Jedi, the mask is different. The head sculpt is different, but again, 
You really? just did Rogue One. Really? Right. So the New Hope one came out right before the Rogue One one. Right. And then they pushed out Rogue One. And Rogue One I bought, and I was I made the mistake because the biggest problem with it, it doesn't have to light up lights. It doesn't have lightsaber, yeah. Yep. It has his his chest plate lights up, which is cool. I mean, that's right. a nice thing. But it doesn't really go well with my other light-up Jedis. So, I mean, now I'm kind of stuck. Like, do I just go and try to buy an arm, you know? Um, to you know, do they sell it like that? And I think that's maybe what Hot Toys should do. But um, in terms of the Boba Fett, now what they've done with this Boba Fett is they've they've changed some of the sculpt to it, like the radar piece. Um, they've changed. Well, they the- say it's a more pre-production version uh, of mm-hmm. the suit. Um, they use some of the pictures from pre-production. Um, and uh, I don't know. I just don't care. The coloration is brighter. Um, yeah. so they've made them the greens and stuff. Right. I mean, listen, I don't care. I bought this amazing Bubba Fett return of the Jedi figure that has the darker treatment to it. It, it comes with that amazing Sarlacc base. I mean, it's really, you know what? I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, fuck you. Hot toys. Like you're going to keep issuing. Like I get it because yes, these figures do sell out. And why wouldn't you want to like, get people to buy more figures. So I understand that game. Um, but as a collector, um, I'm not going out and spending another $250 on a book with that figure. That's, that's kind of the thing. You know, I, there's rich people out there and collectors who have the money to do so. Like, oh yeah, I need, I need my, my uh, Star Wars animated Boba Fett, and then I need my Empire Strikes one, and then I need my Return of the Jedi one. So, I mean... There's a difference it's... between pre-production all-white Boba Fett mm. versus this, where yeah. the the differences are so subtle that it doesn't... You know what I mean? Like, to me, you get the Christmas special Boba Fett, you get the white Boba Fett, and you get either the ESB or the Return of the Jedi Boba Fett. If you are a completionist, then that those would be the three different ones that I'd want. But when you have such a slight like difference in it, you know what I mean? Like the same thing with like the three point seven five inch Boba Fett's, or even the six inch Boba Fett's. Like there, there's just there's so many things that like you can't really keep fucking inventing it. To me personally, same thing with Darth Vader. Like. You just can't do it. There is a difference between Farm Boy Luke, Dagobah Luke, you know what I mean? Uh, Return of Jedi. Luke, and now Old Man Luke. Like, yes, those are four different versions of the same person. Well, right. with that, people in costumes uh, don't necessarily need different versions. I don't need a million different Bosque Leia versions. Like, it's just, it's fucking dumb to me. These are our opinions, obviously. I'm sure mm-hmm. someone is listening and being like, fuck you. I need all of them. And that's right. Fine. I need 18 different versions of fucking Deadpool, even though it's the same character oh. every time. But that's it. You know what I mean? Like, I, And again, to, to counter it, I can't tell you how many Spider-Man <laughs> figures I have, but they're all different costumes. Right. They're all different costumes. <laughs> right. Yeah, I shouldn't say stuff when I Iron Man, like you know what I mean? Different Captain Americas. Yeah, so I don't know. It's just when you go into that price point of going upwards of $200 each, I'm a little bit more pick and choosy as to what I think I want. Like I want if I'm spending 229, I want what I would consider the definitive version of that character. I have my Black Panther from Civil War. 
there is a Black Panther coming out from the Black Panther movie, the Hot Toy. They're not big enough differences that I feel like, oh man, I made a mistake. You know what I mean? Another good example is, say, Batman. So, in all in all reality, the definitive version for me of Batman is the Arkham Knight Batman, because the the best armored version of Batman is but that version. I always feel like Batman should have always been armored. <laughs> I mean. Sure, Nolan, but I mean, like, <laughs> but in this, in the no, 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 not that, not that Batman. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that Batman, but I'm saying Christopher Nolan's version of Batman is in oh, right. Batman. Right. I mean, even like even Tim Burton's is like that rubber rubber armored suit. You know what I mean? It's right. It's not the spandex wearing Batman. That, that but I, that's my definitive version. My right, definitive would, version would be. Jim Lee's Batman or us uh, uh, when Neil Adams Batman, you know, Neil Adams Batman, if you want that color blue, but like the Frank Miller's Batman, if I have a, if I have a one six scale version of that Batman, the dark Knight returns, wouldn't you get that? I already have a one twelve version. It's pretty amazing. Right. But then you would get the one six and then I'd also want to get, Oh wait, look at that Russian version from red sun. <laughs> Super. <laughs> So Bat- you like- Batman's a little harder because they're, they're, right. there's different elves. Ver- there's Batman by Ga- by Gaslight. There's you know Might I well just, just that statue series. <laughs> and speaking of another pursuit of play, like uh, they did, a, there's a new Spider-Man line coming out, a Lizard line of Marvel Legends figures. They are oh yeah, they're out in yeah. the Philippines right now, and I've never had a Spider-Man Noir, so I need that. And Rockstar, then the, Rockstar Spider-Man? I don't need Rockstar Spider-Man, but there is another Spider-Man. I gotta see if I can find it. If if you guys are Spider-Man fans, because you know, otherwise. Um It is a weird series. <laughs> it's a super weird series. Oh, Mysterio. Yeah. When the fuck if I had a fucking Mysterio figure? I had that from the the the, the spin-off the yeah, the spin-off Spider-Man classics line from the Marvel Legends. That figure was amazing. I sold that for some pretty pennies back That's in the day. Like, this Thanks to God, I did that. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he's so hard to get in a figure. So, yeah. um, and I hope he goes in the movies. That's actually one of my dreams. See Mysterio in a movie. They could do. They could do a whole movie on Mysterio, and it would make but sense. Maybe think cool. about think about how he was the catalyst for old man, old man Logan. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. He's a son of a bitch. Um. Anyway, anything else you want to talk about? Hot toys? Oh, hot toys! Yes, <laughs> uh, Boba no. Fett. Or that's it, right? You know, I get it. I mean, people want these figures. Um, tra- like I had to track down my Boba Fett at, at Celebration. Um, right. They're no longer for sale on the primary market. They're now the tri- the tri markets of eBay's and Amazon's and, and conventions. So I mean, and, and, and for that. That's actually one of the the things that I counter and say is a good thing is that now if you didn't get that past version, you can actually get this version. You don't have to spend an arm and a leg because I'm sure that other one was six hundred dollars. Oh man, I got I got it for like two hundred thirty bucks. Okay, well celebration they were selling things so fucking. If you guys want to buy things that start for Star Wars toys. Go to Celebration. This is the cheapest place to buy Star Wars toys. You'd think they would have gouged the prices, but in fact, they're more reasonable than any other place I've ever been. Any convention, yeah. any toy. And you can get a deal. Anything. And you yes, and you can wheel and deal. It's it's I that was one of the things about Celebration. I spent so much fucking money on merchandise because A, I've never seen most of the stuff in the States or without being on eBay. 
and um, it's worth the ticket cost. Yeah, just to go buy stuff. Yeah, crazy stuff. I bought two hot toys at celebration. That was a <laughs> adventure. <laughs> yeah, it's good times. Quite a bit of things. All right, so where can you find us, Chris? Uh, we're we're at don'tforgettotell.com. It's a uh, new, brand new, beautiful looking <laughs> website that we, we just launched. It. We did. We did. So, welcome to uh, welcome to the future. Um, Things Omega, as we're calling it. <laughs> so, uh, don't forget dial.com, uh, the only place to travel geekly for your latest news, reviews, interviews, and more. Yeah, and then um, wherever you're listening to podcasts, iTunes has it. Uh, rate and review us if it's on iTunes. Um, if you're an Android user, Stitcher. Uh, we use that to get our podcast out there and um, share it with your friends and all that stuff. If you ever need to talk to us, don't forget to tell one at gmail.com. We're always open to new topics for ideas and discussions and um, weekly counseling. Also, counseling. Yeah. We're also looking for writers um, for the site. Um, we, we haven't really talked about it too much, but we are looking for people who don't have a voice who are geeky who want to talk about pop culture, uh, whether you're into just video games, uh, just role-playing games, um, whatever whatever it is that you're into, uh, we do need more content, and we're always pushing it out, and we'd be happy to discuss with you about becoming a writer for the site. Just a side note on that, I I had a discussion with this this guy in one of the, the Facebook toy groups, and there it was like, how do I how do I get the toy fair? You know, this is the same kind of question I asked back in the day. And I said, and I and I and I messaged him. And I said, listen, there's there are ways. You know, you want to write for a site. You want to you want to. This is one way to do it. And I said, listen, send me send me a sample of your writing. Review a toy, write a yep. toy article, something like that. And listen, we're we're more than happy to take a look at that. And you know, and if you want to come on board and get, you know, put out some work for us and and prove that you're you know consistent, then. We're more than happy to work with you and get get you into these events because that's that's your ticket right there. I mean, it is, um, especially for something like Toy Fair where it's it's invite only. Uh, so please, you want to become a Towelite? Join the Towelite Nation. Hit us up. Hit us up. Yep, absolutely. We will. We'd get you there. Yeah. Um, so this is Casey saying uh, bye. <laughs> That was that was epic. I don't have anything. I don't know. <laughs> this is Chris. We'll see you next time.